Okay. We will be Ezer Hashem tonight finish the Psiche to Chavis Avavis Sharabi Tochen. So up to the last of the benefits that the Balabi Tochen has in, in Yone Oilam Hazeh. Uh, we'll go back to the second to last song which we began last night, and that is Umehen. Umehen, another one of the advantages of the Balabi Tochen has is Miut Tsar Nafshoi B'Mishcharoi. Even a person who has already a business, he has a livelihood, he has things set up, but comes out that he has a uh, a, a slow period. He has a, a downslide in his business. For example, in this Akiv Prakmatya, he bought a lot of merchandise, and uh, the old the old story: you buy low, sell high. So he bought low, and he bought a whole loads of merchandise, and now he can't find anyone to buy it. Whether just stomp people are not coming, or what something happened externally, something happened in the world, and people are not coming to buy from him. But this Akiv Prakmatya, what's he going to do with all this stuff? He has loads and loads of cases and cases of things that he bought, merchandise, he can't get it off his hands. Or, maybe worse than that, he was able to sell things. He did a lot of selling. He was able to rent out all his apartments. The problem is people are not paying the rent. People are not paying the bill. He can't collect. He's collecting 20% of the rent. He's collecting maybe 50% of the rent if he's lucky. Or a person has no problem with selling. He has no problem with people paying their debts. The problem is he can't get to the office. He can't get to work. He can't get to the store. He can't sell things because he's not well. So different examples that Chavazov is giving of things that could happen in terms of putting the brakes on a person's parnasa. So the Chavazov says that person, he's not happy. He's not, he's, not, he's not throwing a kiddush in shul because he got sick, he wasn't able to work. He's not throwing a kiddush in shul because people are not paying their debts. He has tsar from it, but it's miut tsar nafshoi. That pain is lessened. Why? Because he knows because HaKadosh Baruch Hu He takes care of his affairs. Yoyser mimenu. And he knows how to take care of it more than the person. Because the Baal Bittachin believes firmly that Hashem chooses what's good for him more than he knows what's good for himself. And this we have to really let it sink into our minds, this idea. This idea that, number one, Hashem is the one who takes care of everything. And number two, that Hashem knows what's best for us more than we know. And Hashem chooses a better path for us than we would choose for ourselves. And when we have Bitochen like that, that's a Menuchas HaSenefesh in this world. I just made a Shiva call to somebody because he can't go to him, so I called him, he lost his mother. It happened so quickly. And he wasn't able to go to the Levaya. It was, it was not in the town he's living in. He couldn't go there. If he would have to go there, he would have to quarantine for two weeks. It wasn't a Gaya. But the calmness that he had with understanding that this is what Hashem wanted. Kadosh Baruch chose this for him. He didn't choose it. 
If it was up to him, he would not have chosen it. But yet, that belief, that understanding, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose this for me, and if he chose it for me, it must be it's the best for me. It must be this the best, because Hashem is only Hashem chooses for the person better than he would choose for himself. Like B'davon HaMelech says, to Hashem, whatever happens, I'm silent. Like I'm silent. Because all of my hope comes from Hashem. Whatever I hope to get in a real good result, it's coming from Hashem anyway. So therefore, I'm quiet to see how this how this uh, combines together with tefillah that we're supposed to have. We'll get to that momentarily. And finally, another one of the advantages that the Baal will be talking is Simcha Sa'i B'cholinyin Sheyatekeyu Elov. In any matter that is placed to him, any matter that is given to him, the situations that are set up for him, he accepts B'simcha. And even V'miyek Negativoy, even if it's something that really goes against his grain, it goes against his what he's naturally used to, what he's accustomed to. An example that would, would be given, a person thought that uh, he was cut out to do a certain profession, and it, which, which was the right thing to go choose that, it was certainly the right thing to pursue it, because that spoke with him, that's who he was, that was good for his personality. But in the end it turned out, there were no avenues for that, there were no openings for that, and it was forced him to do something else. And he thinks, this is totally not my skill set, it's totally not for my talent. Yet, if Hashem said up like this, must be this what's best for me. And a person can even accept that besimcha. Because of his bitach and his trust, his confidence in Hashem that Hashem will only do what's good for him in every single matter. There was a mice I heard years ago. There was Nebuchadnezzar Alman, a widower, who was already uh, an older person, wanted to decide he was retired, and said, listen, he's a widower, he wants to move to Eretz Yisrael, spend his time just learning, he would set up chavrusas, and learn certain things that he always wanted to learn his whole life, and that's what he would do, get us, get a, an apartment in Eretz Yisrael, and just learn, Gavaldi could stay the rest, the remainder of his life, just learning, taking time to daven, that's what he would do. To go himself, what's he going to do? How's he going to fend for himself? He's, he's a man, not easy. So he said, let me, I'm going to look for a shidduch first. So he found someone, mamish perfect, a widow. He found a widow who exactly, that's what she wanted. She wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael. And she just wanted to have someone to have companionship with, to, to help to take care of as well, and he would go learn, and she would take care of the home. Beautiful. A match made in heaven. They made the shit that they got married, and they moved to Eretz Yisrael. It was just a matter of maybe weeks or months when they came to Eretz Yisrael, and Nebach, this woman, became terribly ill, confined to a bed. His whole plan was turned over on its face. Not only did he not have so much time to do his learning, but now he cooked, he shopped, 
he cleaned, he cared, he tended for. So he met an old friend once, a couple of years later. He says, wow, I heard about your situation. Ah, oh, you must be awful. You, you must be depressed. You, what, what a mistake. What a terrible thing happened. The man says, Chas v'shalom. I thought this is what's good for me. I thought this is what's best for me. Hashem decided there's something else best for you. Hashem decided, I didn't write the script. We don't write the script. We're not the directors over here. We are just the actors. We're the actors on stage. At every moment of our lives, we're actors on stage. The only thing is, we're not given the script at a time. And the script plays out. And when we get to a script, and all of a sudden, oh, look at that. A little surprising. The Mashkiyas Ogazunzayim, my Rebbe used to say, a person, a Balbitochen, could be surprised, but never disappointed. The Balbitochen could be surprised. I'm surprised that this is what Hashem thought this was the best to me. I would not have chosen that. I thought I know myself well. I thought I know what's best to me. Surprised, yes, but never disappointed. And that was the attitude of this person. Mamish, like the Chavis is explaining over here. Even if it's Kenegativa, he was Mamish against what he was cut out to do. But there was a necessity, and he took it, and he lived with with that understanding. Only what's best for him in every matter. And now he gives a tremendous marshal, magnificent marshal. We have to view our situation in life. Here he's talking about particularly in Bitochen or things that go against nature and there's things that we would not have chosen that we want to happen to us. Our relationship with Hashem is that of a mother and her child. That's the relationship. A mother who takes pity and who has natural Rachmanis, natural loving, giving to her son, Levna. How? In where, what areas? Berechitzasai, bathing him, Berechitulai, changing him, Berechitulai, and wrapping him up, Batarasin, unwrapping him. Al against the will of the child. A little baby, a little baby is squirming, fighting, doesn't want to be changed, doesn't want to be put into the bath and splashed with water. A little baby like that doesn't want, it's against the will. But yet the mother knows this is what's best for the child. The, the, the child must be bathed. The child must be swaddled. The child must be cleaned, even though it's against the will of the child. David HaMelech says, If I have not been still, I was quiet. David HaMelech says, I'm quiet. Whatever Hashem says my way, I have no questions. I'm not questioning it. Like the baby is weaned by its mother. That's how my nefesh, my soul feels with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tremendous marshal that anything that happens to us, we should feel we are that baby, we're that child. That it looks like, ah, oh, that's not what I want. I want to fight out of it. It's against my will. But the mother knows this is what's best. And as Rabbi Yeruchim said, is a, a sefer that I have that quotes that he heard from Rabbi Simcha Vassaman, in the name of Rabbi Yeruchim, he heard from Rabbi Yeruchim of Mir, that 
just like here the mother knows better than anyone else in the world. The mother knows what's best for her child. That's the way it is. Hashem created the world like that. The mother knows what's best for her child. Yeah, you can have a child crying and crying. The father has no idea what's wrong. What does it want? What does this cry mean? Looks up the manual, doesn't say anything. Googles, what do you do with this kind of cry? Has no clue. The mother comes home. In an instant, knows exactly what to do for the child. That's the way it is. Hashem says, I am like that mother. I'm like the mother. I know exactly what is needed for the child at all times. And even though the baby, it seems, doesn't know that, Hashem says, I know that. So in summation, just to to summarize, the Mashkiach gave a a summary to this psicha. And then we'll finish the last paragraph of the psicha, be ready for Perek Aleph. To summarize, he says, we have to make three assumptions in life. Assumption number one is that we have to put in our effort and try to do whatever we think is best for us. Best for us, best for our family. Whatever we're doing, we have to put in the effort that we think in our minds what's best for us. Assumption number two is like the Chavaz just said over here, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu only chooses what is best for a person in every single circumstance. And assumption number three is that there is nothing and no one that could stop HaKadosh Baruch Hu from doing what he wants to do. So now, a person is faced with a situation and it is really not to his liking. And he would rather have written the script otherwise. So, there's one of three possibilities. Either HaKadosh Baruch Hu somehow was not able to pull through for me, or HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't know what's best for me. Now those two assumptions, we're not going to come out and say, yep, must be that Hashem couldn't do it right, or Hashem didn't know what's best for me. That can't be. That's the truth. That's the fact of the matter. So there's one remaining assumption, and that is, I assume that this is what's best for me. And it must be that I was wrong. I thought that I thought that I was supposed to be the richest person in the community. I didn't turn out that way. You know what? Is it, is it possible that Hashem didn't know that it was best for me? Is, is it possible that Hashem wasn't able to do it? Or is it possible that I made a mistake? That I thought it was the best for me, and it's really not. If a person lives like that with those three assumptions, I try to do what's best for me, but... Ultimately, Hashem chooses what's best because He's like the mother and we're like that child. And there's nothing holding back from Hashem, nothing and no one, and no how. So then, indeed, a person is always calm, and more than calm, a person is always besimcha. He's happy in every situation in life. Says the Chavis above us now, Now that I've explained the benefits of having bitachon in Hashem, and the benefits it affords us both in the spiritual side, and in the physical side of life. Mashin Damali says, what I have been uh, able to give over, says us. And now Avarat, I will explain, and every talk I'm going to explain seven different aspects of Bitochen for the remainder of this chapter, the remainder of this shower. Number one is, what is Bitochen? Number two, Besibas HaBitochen HaLabruim. What what would cause a person to give, to have bitachin in Hashem? 
והשלישי third בביר הקדומת שברבון יסחיו ביתוכן מלכים וכיבייס ביתוכן במסיבייס where do I have to have ביתוכן and where do I have to put in my own effort and that balance that's the third area he's going to describe and explain ורבי fourth בביר הדבר משבם יהיה ביתוכן וכיב שבוכוי וכנס בהם what areas should I have ביתוכן it's praiseworthy to have ביתוכן and which areas it's actually not a good thing to have ביתוכן in so we have to Explore that as well. Number five, he says, There are areas of Bitochen in Parnosa that I have to trust Hashem. And what about people who don't have the trust in Hashem in those areas? Vashishi and the sixth, that's a whole other uh, topic and discussion where he's Bali Mishkainis, where he says there are people who, who sort of, I, I'm, I'm banking in on this, you know, like I've done a lot of good things and I'm, I'm waiting for the return. I'm waiting for the return on my investment of all the good things that I've done. They sort of, they'll wait for that, for Hashem to pay them back. That's a separate topic. And finally, what things are really contrary and what things really damage a person's bitokin and then we'll summarize everything he says and that will be a mitzvah in the coming weeks. Agutenacht.